You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1. As we speak to you live this morning from SB Ballard Stadium's Corn Blau Field with the Coach Ed Young, I am Matthew Hatfield. We've got... AJ Risser back in our Virginia Beach studios. God help us. What are you doing now? We got Al Foreman here. Al can't even control Ed. It's just impossible at this point. He's got food though. Uh oh. Al got food. It's not hospitality food yet. But uh, yeah, but, when is the hospitality room open? By the way, Mike Hatfield Texan. If you know him, he says, "What have you done with the real Ed Young?" It's obvious this is an imposter. I totally agree. This guy is not genuine today. He's completely off his rocker. Um. Anyhow, we'll hear from uh, Brandon Hillman, the quarterback from the Churchland Truckers, in just a bit, who made his college choice of Notre Dame over finalists such as Southern Cal, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech. But uh, the teams are on the field. The players are here. The fans are filing in at SB Ballard Stadium for the Class 5 State Football Championship, which comes your way at 12 noon with yours truly, Matt Hatfield, and Andy Hayes on the call on the NFHS Network. So tune in for that. We will give you the game to watch and listen to us on the call as Maury comes in at 10-1 and overall, taking on the Springers of Highland Springs, who are 14-0 and overall. The only loss for Maury came to Newburn of North Carolina, who last night, Ed, I'm sure you'll be interested to know this, the Newburn squad that beat Maury back in early September captured themselves a state championship, 40-28, to as they ran for 394 yards to beat Grimsley to win the North Carolina 4A championship at Keenan Stadium. It's uh, the fourth state title for New Bern in their first since 2014. So the only team that Maury's lost to this year was a state champion, and if they lose today, they'll lose to a state champion or they'll end up winning a state championship. How about that? Well, it goes to show that the competition is just right for them. Um, I know when they play newborn back in the day, back earlier, people were saying, well, who's this team? Did they go out and get a cupcake team? Well, that was your answer. Um, they won convincingly their state title on a 4A level, so um, Maury did a good job scheduling. All right, so uh, tell us what we have on deck here on the program. All right, we're going to be talking with Brandon Hillman, the, the quarterback for the Church and Truckers, on a fantastic this college decision, one of the best I've ever heard in a while. He's going to the uh, – most traditionalized program there is. I can't say the best program right now because they're not, but uh, one of the all-time greatest, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And uh, we're going to see why he made that pick right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. All right, here with Churchland High School's Brandon Hillman, the two-time Region 4A offensive player. You're making his college choice today, picking Notre Dame over finalists that included Kentucky, Southern Cal, North Carolina, and Virginia Tech. Uh, Brandon, doing this on your mom's birthday. How uh, cool is this? And uh, going to play for the Fighting Irish, one of the most, uh, I guess you could say, rich tradition programs in all of college football history. It was pretty good having it on my mom's birthday, being the fact that I can surprise her, you know what I mean? Um, was she, she surprised? She was not surprised school-wise, but, okay. like, she surprised I picked it on her birthday, you know. Um, big family guy, 
you know what I mean? I'm pretty much the only male in our family, so it, it meant a lot having all these females up here and showing them that, like, I got their back. You know, I, ha I have a plan, and I, and I, pro I plan to proceed that plan. And um, committing to Notre Dame, you know what I mean? Once in a lifetime opportunity, great school, academic wise, football wise, just rich tradition, you know. Yeah. Uh, going back to who knows, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was great, you know. What I mean, it felt great committed to the school. I knew it was the place. Before we get to the fit here and the prestige, like I said, is second to none. Does this feel sort of surreal for you or unexpected given when we spoke back in July, I think, at the Portsmouth team camp? You had just off from Norfolk State. There weren't a whole lot of FBS Power 5 programs on you, and all of a sudden it exploded in the fall, and here you are now. How did you comprehend it all, and how do you feel about it now? Uh, it feels great. Uh, I trusted God's plan. Um, the man above, he has the plan for me. I didn't want to shy away from his plan because I wasn't getting things that I wanted at the moment. I knew that he had me, so I just had to be patient. Uh, I know the player that I am. I knew I was one of the top prospects in the, in the state. I just had to show, her, show everybody, just keep working, show everybody, and, and look how it paid off committed to Notre Dame. You know? yeah, yeah, well, we've seen you two-time offensive player of the year. You played some defense this year. I know you had a big hit against Norview that went viral. What do you think triggered all these schools getting involved in you? Was it that particular highlight? Was there anything I feel you like think? it's that highlight. Right okay. There. That highlight itself, you know. Um, it's all physical you were? Or? Physical, just just physical. The, the ability to just come down and hit a man, I guess, <laughs> the, school's, the school's like, you know. Yeah. So... Well, that's the intrigue about you. You can play this side of the ball. You can spin it at quarterback. You can run. You've got defensive skills. What's Notre Dame talking to you about as far as their vision and plan for you? What has Coach Freeman and the staff said about what they expect out of you and what their plan may be? Uh, pure athlete, whether that's spinning the ball at quarterback, running back, receiver, safety, or corner. Mm -hmm. uh, they just want me a part of the program as a true athlete. Mm -hmm. Wherever coach needs me, you know, I'll go there. I don't have no problem. What do you think, in your opinion, if it's up to you, which I know it's not always up to you when you get there, coaches can put you wherever they like, what do you think you would bring them? What's your best asset or assets that you could provide them, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball or defensively? Uh, I'll go defense side of the ball now. Okay. I'm kind of getting back comfortable on the defense side of the ball. Okay. Um, probably safety. Okay. Safety. The, the ability to run sideline to sideline, ability to come down and hit. Sure. Yeah, I feel like that's a great fit for the program, and I can, I can bring a lot to the table. Yeah, a few more for you. Obviously, with the choices you had with Notre Dame and Vodtech and UNC, Kentucky, Southern Cal, all those schools have produced NFL players. Doing your homework and your research, what was it about Notre Dame that made them different? Did you see a guy from the 757 like Jeremiah Owusu from Bethel who's playing for the Browns? Did that contribute a little to your decision, or what, what did you see about them that was made, made them different for you? What makes this crazy is I'll probably say two years ago I had a talk with Jeremiah at did a you? camp in Hampton. Okay. And I didn't really know anything about him. I didn't know that he went to Notre Dame, but I mean, with Bethel, he's in the league. So I had a talk. He was like, yeah, I went to this school. He's, he's like, yeah, I went to this school called Notre Dame. I was like... Damn, I mean, I heard of Notre Dame before, but now that I, you know, what I mean, I can see it firsthand from a guy from Jeremiah. That's, you know, what I mean, a couple minutes down the road through the tunnel, it, it, it meant a lot, you know, because I saw that Notre Dame had his back. So I know they're going to have my back, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's two for you. What drives you to be great? Because it feels like you've been a good football player, but you're striving for excellence, and just being good enough isn't good enough for you. What drives you to be great, and what's going to drive you to be even greater at the next level? Uh, I say my family. Being a family of a whole bunch of athletes, always push to be the best, whether that's on the female side or the, or the male side. Mm -hmm. Everybody in my family competes against each other, so mm -hmm. uh, it means a lot, you know. Um, just, just keep working. You know, what I mean, I, I do this for my family. 
it's not really, I mean, I do it for me, but it's also for my family. Like, they play a big role, plus the females in my family. And lastly, uh, what did this whole process teach you? And in addition to that, what can the Irish fans expect out of you on and off the field? Uh, this process told me to be patient, and the Irish, you should suspect, a hard worker, you know what I mean, a leader, uh, go-get-it player, um, interactive, and just a baller. Um, and I'm coming up there to um, produce. I'm coming up there to produce and go Irish. That's the dynamic two-way playmaker from the Church and Truckers in Portsmouth, Virginia. Brandon Hillman heading to South Bend to play for the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. Thank you so much and congrats again. No problem. That's Brandon Hillman, the young man who's a quarterback. Could end up playing some defense, some running back receivers, some slot. We'll see what he ends up doing for the Irish the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk as we speak to you live from Old Dominion University's SB Ballard Stadium in Norfolk where the Maury Commodores will be in action here against the Highland Springs Springers. And, and talking about Hillman, Ed, and by the way, the only defense that pretty much kept Churchland's running game in, in check was Maury's. But uh, he's going to Notre Dame, and there have been some 757 guys that have done quite well. I know some people were disappointed that were Hokies fans, some UNC fans, as Dre Bly has helped Mac Brown get a number of players from the 757. Oh, by the way, the elephant in the room, the transfer portal, as on Monday, December the 5th, at 6 p.m. Eastern, Sports Source Analytics had 722 players in the transfer portal, 63 of them quarterbacks, and that trumped the previous high of 270 from November 21st, but that's neither here nor there right now. Tony Grimes among those in the transfer portal. Who's not in the transfer portal? I think only Al, AJ, you and me are not in the transfer portal at the moment. But um, picking Notre Dame and there have been some players from here that have done quite well there. I think Darnell Yule would have for Lake Taylor had he not had to medically retire from football due to a medical condition. And Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa leaps to mind from Bethel High School, the rover who was the ACC defensive player here, who now is a prominent defensive player for the NFL's Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you're right about guys not surviving that level um, there on long term. But and I'm surprised we don't get a few more uh, going to the likes of, of Notre Dame. Especially. Well, the academic piece matters. Well, that's big. big. And a lot of people forget that, that Notre Dame is pretty high in athletics. We just always think about their tradition. A lot of high, I think, I could be wrong on this one, they produced the most Heisman Trophy winners over the years, but I haven't done anything lately along those lines. But um, still, it's a pretty good honor to uh, be able to go there. And, but, and the idea of the transfer portal, just I shake my head. There's so many misguided kids in there. You know, they jump in there thinking automatically they're going to get picked up. And that's not true. It'd be nice to leave a place if you already have somewhere to go, then you leave it. If you have nowhere to go, to jump in there and figure somebody's automatically going to take you because I'm good, uh, you, you got another thing coming. And it really, in a lot of respects, it, it shakes up the, correct me if I'm wrong, it shakes up the, Bowl games, because you have these teams, you've got players in the portal or not playing in the game. They're opting that's, out of the bowl games. That's the bowl games thing. now have taken a huge Bowl hit games now, except for the championship series, almost mean nothing. Studs say, I'm not playing. I'm getting ready for the NFL draft. Other guys are mad. I'm going to jump in the portal now. I'm not going to wait. Instead of using that game maybe to showcase yourself a little bit more. The, I, I'm telling you, I think soon – you're going to see some of these bowl games go by the wayside because well, there's too much money invested. But it almost like glorified spring games or extensions of that in a way, right? right? You're just getting it, ready it, for next year and some underclassmen to get their chance to get on the field and be well, starters. Well, that's the good part. As a coach, that's the good part because I'm going to I'm going to say, you know what? It's just a bowl game. It's not for number one in the country. I'll just play my young guys under this pressure. You know, maybe we went to some exotic place, so it's a kind of reward for the team. Have fun. 
get your your door prizes that they give you for going to all these bowls. In that sense, yes. But as a a fan of the game or a, a, a staunch um, supporter, you want to see the kids that have been playing all year, all along, and all of a sudden now they're not there. A few years ago, you never heard of a kid not playing in a bowl game, even if it meant absolutely nothing. They, they're going to play. Now you've got agents advising, even though they're not supposed to be hired, but uh, of course the seniors can have them, where they tell them don't play because an injury can cost you millions of dollars. But, you know, it, it didn't cost them millions of dollars years ago. How about a week from today, the uh, fin, uh, is it the Fenway Bowl? Yeah, the Fenway Bowl featuring – Louisville and Cincinnati, where Scott Satterfield, the former Louisville coach, is the next head man at Cincinnati. So that's a wild one there, isn't it? Yeah, that's 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 crazy. And the Louisville coach, didn't he just leave to take the Purdue what, job? No, he just took the Cincinnati job. So I'm saying right. Satterfield, that's yeah. Right. So that's, that's wild that that's, that's happened. Right. So that's right. You got Navy Army today. You got a pick on that? I'm going with the midshipmen. And, and uh, that, the only thing I say about Army-Navy is that's a regular season game. They play it too late. You want, you want it earlier in the year? Yeah, they need to go um, last uh, weekend in November. All regular season games, I'm making it a law, have to be done by but, the end but of But then it, it has a spotlight by itself today. That's kind of how it should be. I'm going to say yes, but interview You're 10. You're now contradicting yourself. Interview, Where are you? Are you on this side or that side? You're it, flip-flopping. You're waffling. Ask 10 average to, to above average football fans who are not military background for those two schools how important right. a game is mike and al do you agree with me or ed just say you agree with me so i can get him to shut up mike actually, agrees with me oh you agree with ed there mike you go agrees and with I, ed. And the guy doesn't know me from adam oh, he's agreeing with gosh, me that's a good dude right there now make sure he gets a pay raise <laughs> unbelievable in fact, give him some of my stuff no don't do that because you'll get nothing <laughs> oh you'll get nothing there get you one. go we will come back we've got the nfl picks and you're also going to hear from Doree mccain before kickoff the maury commodores and the highland spring springers oh it's a beautiful day here at old dominion university and it's all right here on espn radio 94.1 this is 757 saturday sports talk with matt hatfield and coach ed young on espn radio 94.1 all right, we're back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, and it's powered by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call. It's 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King Law. That's right. Then call the ambulance and get your butt up off the ground on a stretcher so they can take you to get fixed. Oh. I don't know where to go. We, by the way, we all compromise in here. You, uh, Freiling and Foreman and us. Freiling and Foreman, that should be a law, that should be a law firm. Freiling and Foreman, I like that. Uh Maybe AJ agrees with us. How about play the Navy Army game at the beginning of the season? That first Thursday? Yeah, I'm, I'm good for You that. like that, AJ? That's a decent idea, isn't it? No, I like seeing that at the end of the year. You like it at the end of the year? You don't like it you wouldn't like doing it like the first Thursday in September or last Thursday in August? I mean, the only way I would uh, appreciate or I guess like having it at the beginning is look, we've had a number of basketball games on aircraft carriers. When are we gonna have a football game on an aircraft carrier? <laughs> Well, I don't think you can get goalposts and make that happen and get... We got more know. than one some aircraft them, carrier. Uh, some of them aircraft carriers are bigger in this field. Well, and, and honestly, because of the whole uh, America, you know, the, the military element, put it on Labor Day. How about, how about Labor Day? On an aircraft uh, carrier. Yeah. yeah. That there I go, go for. I don't there like where it is now. Get it all figured out. 98% of the people don't care about the game right now. All right. Let's fire up the NFL music, the league where they play. For pay, it's time for picks for the National Football League in week, what is this, week 14? I think it's week 14. It is week 14 here with Franza, Risser, Young, and Hatfield. All right. To recap real quickly, Dino is 8-4-1. He won last week. 
Risser is 7-6 as he has gone from 0-5 to 7-6. Incredible. Hatfield sitting at 22-14-3, a 2-1 week for me. Thank you, uh, Giants, for missing that field goal. After Taylor Heineke led Washington down the field to force overtime. And Edward Vincent Young is 15-24, mired in a seven-game losing skid, back-to-back -back winless weeks. He's going to try to snap it today, but he'll have to go last. But up first is Dino with his dog, Woof Woof, brought to you by nobody yet. But we got to get a sponsor for this because he's been red hot this year, 67%. And Dino's dog, fellas, is plus seven New York football Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly is three and seven against the spread the last 10 games against Big Blue NYG. We'll see if Philly burns Dino again as he's lost two of his dogs this year against Philadelphia. He's getting seven. Saquon Barkley could be a scratch. He's questionable at the moment, but he lost the Packers plus six and a half versus Philly in week 12, a 40-33 to 33 win for the Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And he also lost that Sunday night game back in week six when he had Dallas plus six and a half. They got it within a score, but lost ultimately 26-17. to 17. So that's Dino's pick for today. The Risser, the floor is yours for your lock of the week, and I have a hunch you're going to either go with the Titans or the Ravens game, is that where you're headed, or are you going elsewhere? I mean, it is a safe bet. It is definitely a safe bet. Last week, I went against them. This week, I'm taking a little bit of an upset. Lamar Jackson not playing for the Ravens as he's dealing with a knee injury. It's probably going to keep him out at least one, maybe two weeks. So guess who comes in to save the year for Baltimore? Mr. Tyler Huntley himself. And if you watched last week... He was actually throwing the ball around pretty well for a Denver defense that we talk all the crap about their offense, but their defense is actually pretty good. And uh, look, Tyler Huntley apparently had the flu last week and only had a bite of a hot dog at halftime. You give me a fully healthy and a fully full stomach Tyler Huntley, Baltimore's a point and a half underdog. I'm taking the upset, taking Baltimore plus one and a half. And they want some payback for last year losing that game at the end that got Pittsburgh into the playoffs. So Risser going with the Ravens plus the point and a half against Pittsburgh and the rookie QB, Mr. Kenny Pickett, who has steered into a couple of wins here lately over the Colts and the Falcons trying to make it three straight. We ought to give some kudos, Ed, to a young man who's come on our show out of Kings Fork High School, the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Ravens, Chuck Clark. Uh, kudos to him. That's great to see, and I hope he gets the award outright. I definitely, definitely want to see Chuck get that uh, It'd be nice for our area, but the guy deserves it. Um, he's he's a, a really good character guy in the NFL, so hopefully that'll happen. All right. Picks for week 14. I'm up. Ed takes two. Then I get two, and Ed gets the last one here for today's program. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm got a wild hair. My picks have been all over the place off the air. On the air, they've been pretty pretty decent. How are the 5-7 and seven Detroit Lions, Al, favored against the Minnesota Vikings, who are 10-2, and two, against Captain Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson? It makes no sense. But what's happened this week in the NFL also has made zero sense. So, with that being my logic, or totally illogical here, I am going to go with the improving, progressing Detroit Lions. Minus the one and a half against the Vikings, who I don't trust. They burned me against Buffalo, by the way, more ways than one. They got destroyed by Dallas. They burned Risser that day, in fact, when they got tattooed 40-3. to and while they got Jefferson and Cook, I think the Lions can move it up and down the field on this defense with that running game with Swift and Williams. They're coming alive on offense. The defense is not as leaky as it was in the early part of the season. Give me the Lions to win this 28-24. It would be an outright upset ordinarily, but we'll say it's expected as 5-7 and seven Detroit is favored against the visiting 10-2 Vikings from 
Minnesota. That's my first pick. Ed, you have the floor for two. I didn't steal your selection, did I? No. Wasn't going to touch that with your money. Are you perplexed? You wouldn't touch it with anybody's money, would you? Well, no, but I can't touch it with mine because you got to have it to, to touch it, first of all. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm almost, dis, I almost was going to just pass this week and get uh, first option next week because I mean, I'm sick and tired of losing. What? Oh, I got a seven game losing streak. Oh, for the last two. I guess I'm playing for first round pick of uh, decisions next year. But give me. I'm going to go back to what used to help me, overs and unders. Oh, boy, this ought to be interesting. Give me over, and I think you're going to like this, Houston-Dallas, 44-and-a-half. And my only thought for you taking over 44-and-a-half for Houston and Dallas is because you think Dallas by themselves will score 42. 40. Yeah. 40, okay. 40, you'll get 40. Detective Mills is back at quarterback for Houston. Did you know that? Detective Davis Mills? You need, you need a, a detective to find out who the heck that dude is. Well, he's better than the other guy, Kyle Allen. Oh, that's true, too. Who's that guy? The guy that was playing quarterback for about a week and a half uh, when he took Mills' job, and now Detective Mills got his job back. Well, I'm going – I don't care who quarterbacks used it. They, it's going to be over 44 and a half. I don't think we have any 757 flavor in that game, do we? We like to have 757 flavor, but that's okay. Maybe someone out of coaching staff. Maybe. All right, so that's your first pick. What's your second selection? Second selection – I'm feeling this. That's a rivalry game, and I don't know. But no, I'm you're feeling indigestion is what you're feeling. Cincinnati Oh, no, five. that's my pick. That's the, I got it written down right here. Look at this, Al. You are a cheating dog. When I got up to go put my headset on a minute ago, you looked on my paper. No, I don't. You are a, I can't figure your Babel scrimmage out for the life of me to begin with. You've got 17 different colors. You look like a kindergarten, well, <laughs> kindergarten on uh, – um, testosterone with your dog on <laughs> testosterone. Pencil. I like yeah. Crayola. I like crayons, and I got to be color coordinated. So I'm saying there's a method to the madness. Well, I understand why you are like you are. Third grade is the best four years of your life, so I get to all that. But I'm going Cincinnati. Minus Actually, it was five. eighth grade. But go ahead. <laughs> you said Cincinnati. Wait, wait, five. Hold on here, AJ. Cross check him here. I don't think it's five. I think it's five and a half now. Is it not? Nope, it's five. He's trying to cheat. It's five and a half. I'm looking at it right now. Where? Where I sent it to you? Oh, somebody just upped it to five and a half. I'll take That's five right, and a half. five and a half. Look what, at him what, trying what, to slip. Wait a minute, what's three and a half? How come I can't get that? Because would it open up it? That the people were betting it like you like you would attempt to, but you don't have any money as I you said. I haven't bet so. in a long time. Got to okay. have money to bet. All right, there you have it. He's taking the Bengals, who got slayed by the Browns on Monday Night Football back on Halloween. You watched that game, right? Back. That's why. Of course, they do have is Watson's back for Cleveland. They're going to put some points on the board, but I think since yeah, gets it. they weren't all that impressive in that win over Houston, twenty-seven to fourteen. He was a little bit, you know, he's a little rusty. He hasn't played in a while, so um, and Nick Chubb has sort of seen his production deteriorate. And you're going against Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Bethel High. So there's the seven-five-seven connection. Owusu won't come on now. Actually, he'll be glad you're picking against him. He'll do well. Well, he, he, he heard us when he played against my high school team, so. Right. I'm we, getting back. We continue the picks here for week 14 in the NFL here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk as we broadcast to you live from Old Dominion University before Highland Springs puts its undefeated record on the line against the Maury Commodores trying to get redemptions for last year's loss in the final play versus Stonebridge. And uh, we'll see if Peyton Jones is in uniform. And uh, even update on that, we'll also be chatting with Dream McKinney here in just a bit. All right, uh, Ed, my next pick is going to be I'm going over-under like you do here. I like the over-unders this week. 
And I look at the total in San Francisco and oh Tampa Bay. Oh, my God. That's my next pick. Good. I get back, right back. Pow, right in a kisser. That's it. It's just, right in a kisser. I cannot work under these conditions. Ow, can we get any way we get this guy fired? Well, I'm getting ready to leave here soon, so you can finish the show with AJ. Good. All right. San Francisco, Tampa, under 37 and a half. Jeez, if you a, watched that. That's the one. If you watched Tampa Bay's offense on Monday night, it didn't fire until the end of the game because of New Orleans' stupidity in terms of play calling. First of all, real quickly, as I go on a mini rant here, and Risser will maybe appreciate this. He might want to get me to shut up. Third and one at the 44. Don't yawn here. This is, this is nothing to yawn about, Ed. Third and one from the 44. You throw the ball. The only time you throw the ball on third and one on the other team's side of the 50-yard line is if you're going to then run the ball on fourth and one. That is a rule, an unwritten rule, that's in every football book and Bible known to man, mankind. I've never seen that. Well, I've seen it. I just saw it Monday night, and apparently Dennis Allen didn't see it because he's a dope. Yeah, the only way you're throwing is if it's, uh, like you said, you're running on fourth and one, or if there's like 15 seconds left in the game and you have no timeouts, or, or right before half, you're throwing the ball. Or it's, a, or it's a trick play. And you're having a running back or receiver throw the ball. I like that. Make the I like Bucks, that play. Make the Bucks exhaust all their timeouts here and run it on third and one. Or if you're not going to do what you're supposed to in this situation here, fourth and one, you can go for it right there. Unless it's and the Ravens, the Ravens receiver throwing it, and then he throws into triple coverage, yeah. and it's a pick in the end zone. Anyhow, Brock Purdy, this is his first full game. He came in for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo last week, and he was pretty nice, but I don't think he'll be uh, pretty good throwing the football against this Tampa Bay defense. It's going to go under the total of 37.5. That's pick number two to go with Detroit, minus 1.5. And, and my last selection, since Ed decided to take Cincinnati, I now have to scramble here fast. I'm going to go with one that Risser likes to take, the Tennessee Titans, minus the 3.5. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is playing, if he's fully healthy. I think the Jags are going backwards, and the Titans need this game to pretty much solidify their division crown and, more importantly, I think, get themselves a, a chance to beat out possibly Baltimore Cincy for that number three seed, I think, because they'll be behind, I would think, KC in the AFC East winner, whether it is Buffalo or Miami. So I think the Titans will play with some urgency at home, Put the Jags away here. Win by more than a field goal. Actually, it's three and a half now, so that hook could hurt me. But I'm going to go with Tennessee minus three and a half. Ed, you are up for your last selection. Make this quick. Seattle minus four and a half home against Carolina. They'll win by 20. <laughs> you know what? I saw this earlier in the week, and that's one of those that's a no-brainer when you look at it. I think Scott Van Pelt had that, and Seattle just burned you last week minus seven. I know. I know. And Carolina has been dreadful most of the year. Most of the year, they I emphasize. Game. And win. Sam Darnold, he's going to go hang out with Carson Palmer, another Southern Cal guy, and they're going to have a Darnold Palmer. And they'll beat the Seahawks. You do heard not, it here first. Do not upset, hit the drums on that one. Upset either. special, baby. You don't like that? That was a good do joke. Not hit the drums. That was a corny joke, bad joke. One to ten, you give it a negative three? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give you a three. Watch Carolina. That's the upset special this week. They're going to go beat Seattle because you have picked Seattle minus four and a half, and everybody is now running to their phones, their devices, to get their shekels and their coins to go opposite of what you said. I found out there are a lot of people waiting for these picks. Yes, they are. And as soon as Ed Young makes them, they automatically go against it. This is true. I'm winning a lot of people money, and I see none of it. I'm getting a lawyer, and I'm going to take care of this business. (laughs) Also, I had a question. I I didn't – 
remember, I didn't hear it, but so forgive me okay. if I missed it. But no one's uh, looking at that Dallas 17.5 point favorite? Too many. Too many. Ed took the over, but, you know, uh, too many points. Too, think, too, to scared of, I, too scared to take too Texas. Scared. Now, you won on one recently with that KC minus 15.5. You won by a Whiskers 26 to 10 a couple weeks ago. Was that the. Uh, was that a I think I took the under in that, though. Because no, no, I, won, I, it was KC minus 15 and a half back in week 12. Who'd they play in week 12? I got it right here. Uh, you took the Chiefs and, and you won oh, by okay. against the Rams. Yeah. That was before Baker. Yeah. So you got it done. All right. So that's going to wrap up the picks. To recap, Rissers got the Ravens plus one and a half against their AFC North rival Pittsburgh. Dino's his dog this week is New York's football Giants plus the seven against the team with the best record in the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles in an NFC East showdown. NFC North battle for me. I'm going Detroit minus one and a half versus the Vikings in Motown under 37 and a half with the Bucks and the Niners and Tennessee minus three and a half against their AFC South division foe Jacksonville. Meanwhile, Ed's got over 44 and a half for Houston and Dallas Cincinnati minus five and a half and Seattle minus four and a half. The Seahawks taking on the Panthers, the Bengals versus their Ohio rival from the AFC North, the Cleveland Brownies that are that will do it for the picks here for week number 14 in the NFL. And coming back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, Doreen McCann of the Maury Commodores will chat about his team, their quest for a state championship, and the matchup with Highland Springs. It's all coming up next right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. All right, we're pleased here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio 94.1 to be joined by the head football coach of the Region 5B champion, Maury Commodores, playing in the state championship against the Highland Springs Springers today at Old Dominion University, Coach Doreen McCain. Coach, congrats on a great season thus far. Got to be excited about this opportunity to go win a state championship, huh? Yeah, it feels good. Just to be back at this stage again, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those, um, you know, same teams keep ending up uh, at each other. It's just not us, then it's Holland Springs. If it's not them, then it's Stonebridge. And so just glad to be in the mix. And kids been working hard. Coach has been working hard all year. So it's an exciting time. And we're excited about the matchup on Saturday. Sure. Before we get to this matchup, uh, tell me about grinding it out against Green Run, 21-14. to 14. Your defense played terrific. I know you had some guys get dinged up in that matchup. But uh, certainly it was a matter of the toughness and the grit from your group and uh, what you guys displayed out there. What do you think you sort of uh, showed the people that you all as coaches sort of knew going in? I mean, that we that we're consistent. You know, we continue to, you know, play at that level and that stage. And, you know, there's pretty much no let up. And, you know, every year is going to be a different team. And, you know, you, you hear it all the time about not having Lambert or not having Beasley or Varner or Marion Granger or whoever, Saquon Miles. But, you know, I don't think that people put enough focus into, you know, the kids that work hard that um, end up carrying the tradition on, the Devontae Floyds, the Mario Millers, Peyton Jones, Nathaniel Knox, and, and those guys, Isaiah Whitehurst. So, I mean, it just shows the the – consistency of the program being able to sustain and, and be there every year in a year out and and now it's it's really about you know which classes want to you know be the classes that finish at this point you know a lot was made about kevin white the quarterback for them getting hurt he came back in your defense sort of kept him in check for most of the day but your star running back uh went down in that game peyton jones nine carries 45 yards and a touchdown before he went out the duke committed an all-american tell me how you guys were able to do it without peyton and what his status is going in right now for this game coming up so yeah i mean um, i think i think the the one 
way that we one of the ways that we did it without Peyton was um, even when he did go down, um, he did a good job of showing leadership and encouraging the guys. And um, and of course, he was upset about being out. I mean, you know, you want those type of kids who are old, who are upset about being out. As did Kevin White on the other side. You got to got to show props to that kid for um, being hurt, but showing uh, showing toughness by coming back in the game and trying to finish it for his team. But for us, you know, Peyton encouraged the guys. Melvin Lowe did a good job of coming in and carrying a load for him. And Melvin's been doing that all year. And uh, and other guys have stepped up. I mean, you like Kendall Daniels, who we've pretty much known about as a staff, but he's starting to come on the scene around the area. And, you know, a couple other guys. You know, Ike played very well. Our D-line played very well. Our defense as a whole played very well. We, You know, that that receiving core and that offense, you know, they, they make a lot of explosive plays, you know, 30-plus yard throws and 50-yard throws. Um, and we were able to, you know, negate that. Um, which which gave us a chance and offensively, you know, we were able to, you know, control the game enough and, uh, you know, just a bunch of people play well offensively. Um, and it, it was definitely a team effort. You got Melvin, Devontae Floyd did a little bit, uh, uh, Kendall Daniels did a little bit, Mario Mill did a little bit. Um, so it was just a great team effort on offense and, and great, uh, great defensive job by um, the defensive staff. Yeah, for sure. And your DC there, Mike Privet, who was a great linebacker himself, and and two youngsters leading the way there for you with Nathaniel Booganox out uh, because of his injury from linebacker after an All-State season. With uh, Daniels being a sophomore, had a couple picks, getting some offers now this week. And Ike Simmons, a linebacker, who I'll get to in a minute, leading in tackles. But on Jones, is it a TB determined here? Or is it uh, out? He's in. What's the? Is it going to be how he goes in warmups? What's sort of the the status with him? And is it? It's an ankle that got tweaked, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's nothing too serious. And I'm always the guy who, you know, I, I will never be a guy that is, you know, way too selfish to just win a to just win a game. So um, he could have came back in the game okay. on Saturday, but you know, it, it's just we got we got bigger and better things to worry about than than that game. And he has a career to look forward to, and and all that type of stuff. So just trying to use him. Um, I mean, we were able to get it done with other guys, so that just speaks volumes to the program. So he could have came back in the game. We could have played him, but we just held him out. We just felt like it was best. And like I said, we love taking care of our kids and their careers. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that, that was a decision that we made as a staff, and we felt like it was best to just keep him out. So, I mean, he, he'll be ready to go. He should be ready to go, and, you know, we'll see what happens Saturday. Good deal. We're chatting with three McKinnon head football coach, the Maury Commodores, getting you set for today's state championship at Old Dominion University. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1. And, Coach, uh, you mentioned Ike Simmons, 81 tackles this year, 22 for loss, eight sacks. I know it's not him by himself, but when Knox goes out before the season, a lot of programs could have said, all right, that's it for us getting to this point because he's the heartbeat, emotional leader. We see how much he means to your guys. He's on the sideline. You're wearing his jersey. But speak on what Simmons and others have done on that side of the ball to elevate their play and sort of next man up mentality for this group to be here playing in this game. Man, that's, I think that's the, you know, again, I've said it all year with Nathaniel Knox going down. You know, I think that, you know, people, you know, people hear about the Floyds and the, and the Peyton Jones and all that type of stuff, but, you know, that was a huge more than just play, but just leadership-wise, emotion, what he brings to the table. So the other guys that have stepped up, I think that's what type of program we've been for a while now. I mean, we've we played some games, some battles where we, you know, we had some games where we didn't have Mario, where we didn't have, you know, where we didn't have Peyton, where we didn't have Devontae Floyd. So it, that's just always been the program. And the fact that guy, when guys get their opportunity to step in and the number's called, they have to – you know, they got to show up or, you know, somebody else will. So 
Dylan and Ike have been doing a great job um, replacing um, Nathaniel Knox. And, and, and bless Mac and all those guys up front, Marquavius and Nasir, who all, you know also got hurt um, during the latter part of the year. Um, those guys have been doing a great job just stepping in and stepping up to the challenge. Our secondary is phenomenal. When you talk about Devontae Floyd and Levante Bond, who probably the two of the best pair of corners tandem um, around. And then you had, you know, you got a guy like Kendall Daniels back there with his playmaking ability and his IQ. So, you know, sky's the limit and, and it won't stop there. I mean, we got a game to worry about Saturday and we look, we like, we like what we have in the future and moving forward. So it should be a fun, fun, exciting game Saturday. And then we look to, you know, be there again, you know, the, the, the following year. So we're looking forward to a good matchup. Yeah, it's getting to a point where you guys have it on your schedule and expect to be there, no doubt about it. When you look at this Highland Springs team, and when I see them, I see a, a lot of talent, which is always the case under Coach Lauren Johnson. He's got a linebacker going to Virginia Tech and Darius Taylor, an athlete in Tucky Heath going to Virginia Tech. His son, Berlin Johnson, had two picks in the state semis versus Stonebridge. He's going to Virginia Tech, a D.N. going to UVA and Miles Green. And their running back, and as his Foster Powell's got over 1,100 yards and 15 TDs. But the thing that jumps out at me is just how – much their quarterback has developed this year in Christian Martin, a junior with 29 touchdowns versus one intercept. How about you? When you see them, what stands out to you about them on film? I mean, honestly, I think it's, I think it's, um, you know, I think that you, I see a lot of us in, in their film and not, not necessarily like the, you know, the, you know, the X's and O's part about the, this type of offense or this type of defense. You know, I think you got two sound defenses, I think you have two guys offensively who, who know what they want to do. They understand their identity and what they want to do. You know, two great staffs, teams with good athletes, and teams that aren't going to be afraid of each other. I don't expect them to come down here and be afraid of us, and, you know, we're not afraid of um, any opponents. So that's what I see on film. I was, you know, X's and O's is, is what it is, but, you know, they're a well-coached team. You know, much respect to them. They, you know, I've been doing it for a while. You know, we've only been at it for, what, five years now? Um, so, you know, as, as consistent as we've been and kind of being at this stage, we're still fairly, you know, new. So, it, you know, it's hard to kind of say that. But, you know, on film, I mean, just like anything, you don't make it to this stage, you know, if you're not good at doing something or if your team is not good on all phases and you don't have a good staff and all that type of stuff. So, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good matchup, and and I expect them to come play their best and, and bring their 804 uh, people and crowd, and it should be a fun one. As a follow up to that, you've played them a couple times before in the state playoffs. No, it didn't go the way you had hoped. You also have been in the state championship game, won one against Stonebridge a few years ago at Hampton, lost a tough one on the final play versus Stonebridge. How much do you reference some of those championship games and recent meetings with Highland Springs A and B? How different, similar is this current 2022 Highland Springs team to those teams you faced in the state championship or those other Highland Springs teams you faced before in the state playoffs? So I would say, um, you know, I think I think it's just like us. And I think that they, you know, probably I think I think any good team takes this same approach. I mean, you, you let people tell it and they want to compare, you know, each team and, you know, they, they want me to make this team, the, the Lambert and Beasley team, and, and they probably want Coach Johnson to make this team the, the Dorch and Wallace team. But, you know, I think they do a good job just like we do a good job is every team is going to be different. There's going to be different quarterbacks, different O-line, different D-line, linebackers. So I would say as far as the staff has been very consistent with them, you know, over the years and the amount of times we've played each other. And, you know, I think that 
think the only difference really is maybe you know that where the where the two programs are now from back then even when I was at Norview but just where the two programs are at now in this stage that's probably different and also um you know just the type of players I mean you're talking about us having you know the Lambers the Sheridan Jones the Beasleys the Varners and you know he had He's had guys like Beckton, I think, and, and uh, the guys that I've coached against, Dorch, Greg Dorch, and Kayvon Wallace and those guys. So um, it's just different names that's coming through the program. But, uh, you know, the staff is consistent. They're a good staff. They do what they do well. They're disciplined. You know, I think that we're a good staff, very disciplined football team. And it's the jerseys and the, and the kids are the, are, the, are the things that change. That's probably it, if I had to say anything. Well, mirror images in a lot of ways, some all-region, all-state performers with championship history and pedigrees, these staffs and players and even guys that have gone on to play on Saturdays and some even the case on Sundays in the NFL. I'll get you on this one. We're talking with three McCain head football coach, the Maury Commodores, going for a state championship against the Highland Springs Springers at ODU. It's ESPN Radio 94.1 and 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Coach, as you look at the game, what it boils down to, a lot of these can come down to a play here, an inch there. I almost go back to the, the Any Given Sunday movie, that, that line where Al Pacino says, whoever gets that inch, you know where I'm talking about that line. But what's it going to come down to if, if it goes down to that? You were in that spot a year ago. Does that, you think, give you an advantage being in that moment a year ago? Or does that get thrown out the window when you line up and it comes down to fourth down, you've got the ball, they got the ball, and this is going to decide the state championship potentially? Well, I think that I think that just with anything, I think that um, you know, I think one thing that you can't take away, and I've always said this, is you know, a team that understands winning, that knows how to win, and, and that's been in those moments. You can't, uh, you, know, you can't, you can't exclude that. Um, and they've been they've been doing it, and um, you know, we also have been too. And you know, that situation or the way the game played out last year, yes, I mean, we, you know, nobody wants to feel like that, but you know, also for them, I mean, they they lost the game to get there. So I'm pretty sure that they, you know, pretty much learn from that also. So I think it's two teams that learn from losses. And again, we're here at this stage again, both of us. So, you know, we've had to learn something. And if it comes down to that, you know, it's just going to come down to, you know, who wants it more and, you know, who really took that pain in the offseason or or really learn from it, really. You know, not to say to take too much pain to it, but really learn from those situations and what you could have did better um, in those games or in those situations. So, we came down to that. I think it's two teams that will be prepared. I know we will, and I'm pretty sure that they will too. Should be a fun one with the Commodores of Maury High School and the Springers of Highland Springs for the Class 5 State Championship at Old Dominion. Doreen McCain, thank you so much. All the best. I know 757's looking forward to it and rooting you guys on, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. You got it. That's Coach Doreen McCain of the Maury Commodores seeking another state championship. It's 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1. All right, there you heard it from DeRay McLean, the head coach of Maury Commodores. You heard him referencing Saturday, Saturday. Well, that Saturday is here today, December 10th. Maury has just taken the field here at uh, SB Ballard Stadium at the uh, Cornblow Field here in the campus of Old Dominion University. And here comes the Highland Springers. Looking at the score clock, it's two minutes and 20 seconds to go before kickoff. Still have time to get out here and watch these two teams play. There's uh, uh, more games, another game coming up, too, on the um, – the um, six Class 6A state title championship game is going to be coming up right after this. So this is going to be a good one. People come out and see it. Uh, you could tell in Coach McCain's talk, he, he really wants to stop talking, stop answering questions, get to play. Well, now he's going to do it. And they're going to be kicking off, like I said, here in uh, now less than two minutes as the uh, uh, captains will be talking to the officials. And, and, and here we go. So uh, that's going to be all for us today. 
I'm the coach, Ed Young. My partner, Matt Halfield, speaking for him, which I hardly ever do because he speaks enough. He is getting ready to broadcast this game. He'll be streaming it live with Andy Hayfield's on the NFHS Network. You'll be able to pick him up. So I'm going to say for him, Al Foreman, who got us straight here today and made sure we sounded good. Back at the studio, A.J. Risser, who touched all the right buttons because they won't let me do it. But I'm coming in studio next week. A.J. will be hiding. Dino will be thrown back into the wolf. And Al is nowhere near the building when I'm there. So uh, let's see what happens. But, uh, again, this is Ed Young, and and it's for ESPN Radio 94.1.